welcome to the Dits on Wrestling podcast, the Royal Navy's only pro wrestling pod right here on Project Dits. And we have another episode of fan engagement. We enjoyed the last one so much. We did favorite moments of 2020 and worst moments of 2020. And we got a lot of uh, we got a lot of input from that. Great episode. So we decided to delve back into the, the mailbag of sorts for this one. Um, but I'm not doing it alone, as always. Anthony is here. Hello. Hello. He's, he's, he, you're now famous, aren't you? Um, with your with your face. glorious mug going out on YouTube every yeah. single week to the to the masses. To the masses, yeah. Actually, uh, yeah. I mean, I think it's fair to say um, <laughs> I'm kind of a big, big deal. deal. <laughs> kind of, that's exactly what I was gonna say. Kind of a big deal. Kind of a big deal. <laughs> kind of a big deal. I have many leather-bound books. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I'm kind of a big deal now. Yeah, I'm glad you touched on the Anchorman reference. But there. I, of course, of course, I'm glorious. Touch the reference. Fucking glorious. Uh, but yeah, but never, never, ever too famous or too big or any of those things to not be here every single week well, on the Dowpod. It was here that we we rocket strapped you to greatness. So you did. That is extremely coincidental that I <laughs> you started putting my things out on. Uh, the project dits feeds and within two weeks um my solo pod was signed to a pretty big thing so yeah that was i mean if you wanted to run with that i don't think i can disagree <laughs> that's what i'm gonna decide to do anyway because i'm you know i'm, I'm not gonna be bitter the yeah, left fair. after two episodes you know <clears throat> but i didn't leave i'm still here <laughs> yeah but he's just you're just here by default that's not true you know, you're just you're just you know you're like part of the furniture that's all. Oh, that's mean. But good furniture, like an antique. Yeah, and the, the 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 kind of furniture that everyone keeps coming back for, and that if you didn't have that furniture, no one would come to watch the ship. <laughs> <laughs> this this has started in such a such a bizarre way. <laughs> Episode over. Episode over. And um, while. While we're talking about uh, your your uh, little venture away from Project Dits, why don't you let's get the let's get the plugs out of the way because they're always uh, just a bit of a nuisance, really, aren't they? Especially yours. Um, so feel free, <laughs> feel free to crack on, get your plugs out quick because I don't really have anything to plug. Go shoot. I'm Anthony, weekly co-host here, <laughs> weekly co-host here on the Dow Pod. <laughs> Find me on Twitter at pro underscore underscore ant that's pro two underscores a n t again you can find me here every single week on the dow pod as the co-host and you can also find me running my own solo podcast called disguise coverage part of the cover one sports network it is in-depth analysis and breakdown of the buffalo bills find that on youtube apple itunes podcasts uh spotify facebook twitter follow cover one sports network that is it is under and a part of tremendous awesome content film analysis breakdowns if you love football and even more so if you love the buffalo bills it's definitely worth a follow and it's a necessity for you in your life there that's it that was like under a minute so fuck you (laughs) (laughs) it was enough time for me to go and turn my fridge off whilst you were talking so so you know still was a, a lengthy amount of time Hurtful. <laughs> no, but I mean, I'm very proud of you. You've done you've done very well for yourself since uh, since joining there. I've, I've tuned in a few times. You know, you you do have the pod that is perfect for cleaning, as I always say. Um, but now I get to see your face while I'm 
while I'm doing that, which is even nicer. So, I still don't know whether to take that cleaning remark as a compliment or not, but I'm going to keep running with it as a compliment. It is, it is a compliment. It's good. For Your voice went high there. That means it's not. That's like, oh, is she pretty? Yeah. Oh, how would you like the meal? Yeah, it was good. It was really good. Looking at the floor. Shuffling your feet. Exactly. Like when someone's like, oh, you enjoy going on the Dow Pot? I'm like, yeah, I do it every week. I like it. This is great. Yeah, this is a really great guy. He's a captain. I think the Navy's super cool. It's very masculine. It is. It is very masculine. As on the, uh, well, I guess plugs for me. Uh, check me out on Twitter at Project Dits. I'm over on Twitch, Project Dits. I'm over on YouTube, Project Dits. <laughs> Project Dits, basically across the board. I feel like Dits rhymes with Twitch. I feel like you should be Project Dits Twitch. Mm. Or Project Twits. Oh, Project Twit. On, tw- Twitch. on Twitch. Twitch. Yeah. Pro- uh, but, but we do have something new. Hmm. Which is, you know, we didn't have last week, so therefore it is new. Uh, we mm. we now have an affiliation with oh. an up and coming clothing brand. Love it. Super Kicks. Love it. Wrestling term. Yes, yes. Um, they have some really great stuff. And at oh. some point, I will actually do a rehearsed promo for this. Oh. But then I forgot you to because I've been I've been plugging on social media, and I was just like, oh yeah, I need to get this on the episode. So I haven't actually rehearsed anything. So I'm just gonna go out and just straight to it um head to uh i'm gonna actually have to get the terrible the actual shut up shut up while he gets that uh while he gets that really good stuff really good apparel they're super like i don't even think we need to talk it up too much but give them the link let them know what's up because they got stuff so it is super kicks but it is spelled a little little bit differently uh www s-p-r-k-i-x that's superkicks.com get yourself on there bag yourself one of the fantastic designs that they have amongst their store and then hit the promo code d-i-t-s promo code dits and you can bag yourself 10 percent off your order oh super kicks and super dits yeah you will kicks yourself if you don't get amongst that terrible joke I go to the link now. <laughs> uh, the link will be in the uh, in the description. So um, you know, even if I've just done that absolutely terribly, you do have a link to click on. So there you go. But yeah. get amongst it. Get amongst it, guys. That's the second time you're really trying to make uh, get amongst it a thing. You said it in a tweet. You said it now. You're really trying to make that a thing, huh? That is a thing. I always get, I always say get, get amongst it. That's get amongst thing. it. I've never heard anyone say that ever. Why? Never heard anyone well, say. People should start saying it. Well, they shouldn't because it's awful. Right. Well, that's the end of the episode. Thanks. Get, Thank you. Get amongst you, you've it. Fine. You've ruined the vibe. This episode's over. You've ruined the vibe. Get amongst it. Get amongst it. Uh, <laughs> speaking of getting amongst it. Hey Um, I just want to. I, I just want to. I mean, I, I don't like. I don't like it being one of those episodes where it takes ages to get into it. But I feel like this is um, a bit of a necessity. Um, mm-hmm. Since I, I, I'm going to be honest, like the GM mode for us Oof. was enjoyable. It was stressful, but it was very enjoyable. However, I think it was, I don't know. It didn't have the, the outcome that I, I hoped for. Maybe the, I, I, I was a bit, 
ambitious with the whole exclusivity of it and you know we were going to run for five weeks doing nothing else so it got it got good listenership but just not what we were used to seeing um which is a shame because we did we did put a lot of effort into it and it is still available for everybody to go and check out we put in a lot of effort we did um but in recent weeks (laughs) she called off the wedding and everything um but no in in recent weeks we have we've seen a massive rise in in listenership and viewership across the board and yeah just thank you to everybody that listens and if you're a new listener and i'm sure there are because numbers are up um then yeah welcome to the show thank you for listening and all that good stuff and um we we hope to continue to to entertain you on a weekly basis yes because that's what we do do. that's not so much yeah not so much I don't, so much, yeah. I don't really me, do that. Me, I'm not. I'm not. Me, me. You think I'm a clown? I amuse you. Fucking amuse you? <laughs> like I'm a clown? <laughs> Spider? No, you're, you're you're a funny guy. You're, you're... Funny guy. Well, I'm funny like a clown. <laughs> like a clown? I amuse you. Pesci. such a prick in every one of those monster movies. He's great though. Gets whacked in there. He thinks he's gonna get made. Just like, uh, ooh, I don't know what's where he. Ugh. No, it's a worse death that he gets in Casino. Spoiler: If someone hasn't seen Casino, oh yeah, sorry Casino's about death that. Is, uh... They do him bad, yeah. and his brother real bad. Just yeah. un uncalled for what they do. But I love Casino. That's a great movie. Welcome to Welcome Casino. Casino. Okay, good fellas, the gangster movie podcast slash Angerman references. Featuring Goodfellas, Casino, <laughs> Moana. <laughs> I'm like, what? What's that last one? You're welcome. Uh, should we should we get Moana into it? Um, let's no. get into it. You know, let's get let's get oh, into okay. it. Let's get into it. Yeah, I so we we asked you guys what your favorite pay per views were. Yes. Ever. Or what? No, I say pay per views. Your favorite pay per view. This isn't plural. We just wanted a singular. Yes. And that's what we got. We're not about plurals here. We're not about plurals. We don't want, no. We don't give too too many people too too much of an opportunity to shine. So you only no. get one. You only get one pick. We're all about singularities. Singularities. Um, and we um, might as well cap things off from the, from the top. Of course, we we do like a little bit of fan engagement. Um, as mm-hmm. you know, as we alluded to at the very start of the episode. So we've got that again, and we're going to kick things off with Lonely at X Lonely X. On Twitter, a friend of the show for a very long time, Lonely. He pops up every now and then. Um, his favorite pay per view was SummerSlam 2002. Um, a popular remember, one. In yeah. The here. Uh, I remember 14 year old me watching this with my older cousin and being mature enough to truly appreciate HBK in the ring. The card was stacked from top to bottom and finished with the crowning of Brock Lesnar as champion. Yes. In hindsight, very good pay per view. In hindsight, I didn't realize that Undertaker versus Test was the third last match on this card. Classic. I would have never... Yeah, the classic that is Undertaker <laughs> versus Test. But no, it was um, RVD versus Benoit is a cool match for the Intercontinental title. The Un-Americans are on this card. We got a little bit of Edge and Eddie Guerrero. We have always Jericho. Good. Always good. We have Jericho and Flair in a singles match which is something that seems super random but obviously this pay-per-view as mentioned in the mentions is highlighted by the Shawn michaels triple h street fight and then brock lesnar defeating the rock and winning 
the undisputed championship. I don't think the I loved Brock Lesnar when he first came out. I mean, I still like him now, but like I thought he was oh, and from his intro, I was always a Paul Heyman guy. I loved ECW and then Brock's first feud kind of being really with RVD. I loved RVD. I thought Brock was awesome and then just his whole shtick, him beating the Rock here, the Hell in the Cell match against Undertaker when he has Taker in the tombstone position and then just throws him up on his shoulders and hits the F5. Like, damn, Brock was awesome. And I always forget that the first time he won this title, well, the, he, that he won the title was at this SummerSlam pay-per-view. And I think, like, little me at the time wasn't in tune with the big deal that it was that Brock won the belt here. But it's a pretty momentous moment considering what Brock would go on to be. And the Shawn Michaels-Triple H match, it was match was almost a half an hour long. Good match, bloody match. Um, unsanctioned, quote unquote. This is a good pay per view. It's very good, and I, for, for me, like when people, I think, um, I mean, we'll get into their pick in a little bit because um, Lee's not the only person to pick um, some of Slamo too. But somebody else picked it, and I was like, oh, I was trying to shock my memory, like what was actually on this card. And of course, like you, you do remember the unsanctioned match. You do remember Undertaker um, versus Test, of course. <laughs> Naturally. Spike Dudley versus Stephen Richards. Of course, of course. Of course. Um, you know, you do remember Lesnar Rock, but like you know, like you said, you know, you had Edge and Eddie Guerrero, RVD, Chris Benoit, Kurt Angle, Rey Mysterio. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. You're right. You know, like I mean, like uh, Rick Flair, Christian. I mean, it's a it's a great card. Your book dust. Um, yes, this is back when SummerSlam was still like when it i mean it's made to be a big deal now but it's also kind of just like blah. but this was still when SummerSlam they were like well it's SummerSlam so like it has to be good and it was yeah and you had to well you had it kind of fed into the fact that King of the Ring was also a big deal back then because the winner of King of the Ring would go on to face the WWE champion at SummerSlam wow. Those are the um, in fact i actually think this was the was this the last year of King of the Ring or was it the second to last i think it was second to last i don't so know i think I Booker T won it the following it year Oh, and that's where he became King Booker. King Booker. Oh, I loved King of the Ring. I thought it was such a... I love tournaments. It's part of the reason I love the G1. I love the New Japan Cup. God, that just... King of the Ring was awesome. And they yeah. just... Oh, I don't know why they went away with it. It's, it was so great. Yeah. And then, yeah, the recent... Uh, I don't want to talk about what iterations. it has been recent. Yeah, I'm not well, talk that, about that, that. That's another podcast episode for, for another time. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, this... I, I, my, the, the two matches I always go to are, you know, the street fight and the uh, the main event. Undertaker, and the main Undertaker event, especially. Just, will you shut up about the Undertaker and Test? Nobody wanted. I don't even. I didn't remember that match. <laughs> I can't believe it went on third last. It's just why. It's just, it just stands out to me because you start to get into this run where it's like, ex- excluding the first match, it's Kurt Angle versus Rey Mysterio, Flair Jericho, Edge Eddie Guerrero. Un-Americans versus Booker T and Goldust. Rob Van Dam versus Chris Benoit. Undertaker versus Test. Shawn Michaels versus Triple H. Brock Lesnar versus The Rock. One of those things is not like the other. No disrespect to The Undertaker and Test. Shortest match on the card as well. Yeah, once you really... Yeah, 818. Uh, yeah, excluding the opener of Spike Dudley and Steven Richards. Yeah, that, that was all heat. So. Oh, uh, was it? Yeah. I didn't realize the temperature mattered for this paper. <laughs> <laughs> very good. Very good. Um, but no, very solid card. But yeah, the, the main Sorry. event is the one that stands <laughs> the one that stands out for me. I know obviously the street fight is a big deal, but 
the main event for me is kind of a passing of the torch. Because you, yeah. you know I'm a rock guy through and through. I know. You like him very much. I, I do. Uh, but you're also a Brock guy. But I'm also a Brock guy. Anything that... Oh, yeah. I'm not going to actually say So that. anybody who's got, like, Anything... Brock in his name. So it's just the Oak. Rock and then Brock. I like so all things Ock. I bet you do. Ooh, baby. Shock. Uh, <laughs> the... Stocks. Yeah. Crocs. Yeah. Not the shoes. I mean, like, crock pots for you to, like, cook stews in and chilies and things. The game blocks. Sure, yeah. Locks, like for doors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Nothing, Nothing else. else. Nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing else. Nothing no, else. No, I remember watching this with my friend and him being he was shocked, no pun intended, with the whole Ock thing. Uh <laughs> he was shocked that Lesnar won. And I remember being pumped as hell. Like I Wanted Brock to win. I, I mean, I like The Rock, but I wanted Lesnar to win. And, yeah, I remember my buddy just being like, what? And, like, just being, like, shocked that Lesnar came. And I, I kind of was, too. I still, at that point, when you're that young, you're not, like, into the, oh, well, it makes sense. And they're, like, going to pass the torch and Brock will get the belt and, you know, this and that. Like, you're not keyed into it like you are now or as an adult and i there wasn't the advent of the internet and everything at that time wasn't to the point where it was like oh you can read spoilers or like no things are going on like there wasn't any of that so i even though i was rooting for brock i was still like oh shit he won like it was like a big deal oh massive because i and i I think it would have been even bigger had we not come off the emotional roller coaster that was the Shawn michaels triple h match right before yes you would have i said if you would have thought maybe take a test would have gone Main event. For the main event, so it's a little bit of a, oh, I can calm down, not really going to pay much attention to this one, and then bang. That's the opposite of what happened. You can't calm down for Undertaker test. It's Undertaker test. (laughs) No offense. Um, A fun little little tidbit here, though. What tidbit? Which feeds into one of my favorite things in in WWE. Uh, I mean, this is Wikipedia, so take it with a grain of salt, but I'm pretty sure this is probably something that happened. Um, After the broadcasting of the event had stopped after the main event, former Undisputed Champion The Rock was visibly angry at the crowd reaction. And I remember watching that, like The Rock getting booed, and I was like, oh my God, why are they booing my guy? Why why are they booing my guy? And they they were cheering cheering Brock, and then Brock wins, and everyone goes, ah! I was like, oh my shit. They were Um, pumped. Because it was in, um, this was in Long Island. So you had kind of a, a smarky... New York crowd. Yeah, it was at the Nassau Coliseum uh, in Uniondale, which is basically Long Island. And so you had a decently smarky New York crowd. Also probably got some Philly people who would have made the drive. So you had a crowd that was like not anti what normally happens, but a crowd that will cheer for things they like in general rather than just being like, oh, there's the face, yeah, oh, there's the heel, boo. And I do remember that because even if you watch the video, when Brock wins, it's a legit pop. Yeah, massive, yeah. Yeah, Um, rightfully so. Absolutely rightfully so. Um, I did have a thought in my head then, but an email came in and distracted me, so I've lost it forever. Um, However, the the Wikipedia paragraph goes on. The Rock had faced a negative response from the fans during the main event. Yes, we know. We just said that. Um, When he tried to do a post-show speech for the crowd, the fans attending the Nassau Coliseum would still boo him. He eventually (laughs) cut a promo 
but declared that Sing Along with The Rock is over before taking a six-month hiatus from WWE, which is probably why they were booing, to be fair. I mean, we've all seen Lesnar Goldberg. Um, oh, yeah, it was kind of the same. Well, obviously not as intense as that. Good God. No. Um, I was going to say, but the crowd probably at that time knew like he was on his way out. Yeah. And so they were like, kick rocks. But the, oh, no pun intended. <laughs> but the, uh, the line, sing along with the rock is over, is Hollywood rock. Yes, through and true. through before we had Hollywood, Hollywood rock, rock, and you know that's my favorite version. Yeah, it is your favorite one. version. Oh, which is I don't think that would be many people's favorites, but it is yours. And a little seed planting there for sing along, and maybe they harken back to that when he comes back. Yeah, so there you go. I like it. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah, so lonely. A choice. Some Samo too. Very good. It's not the. What fight. else do we have? Uh, I was gonna say, what else do we have in the mentions there about the old SummerSlam O two? Uh, so super kicks. Mm. Remember those guys, super kicks. Ten percent off your order. Promo code dits. Um, we gotta get gotta get these in every time we can get every time. promo code strawberries. <laughs> Why? Um, also, uh, fans of SummerSlam O two HBK versus Triple H in a masterclass of storytelling. Yeah, I think this was a match too. I don't. Ooh, again, because I was little. The Shawn Michaels timeline at this time, he was just starting to... This was still, like... I know, I know from my perspective, as a as a tiny child, I was still in the thing of, like, is, is Shawn Michaels back? Like, is he not back? Is he, like, kind of back? Is he, like, okay? I thought he, like, couldn't wrestle, but, like, is he? And then I saw this match, and I was like, oh, shit, I guess he's back. And he came back, like, <laughs> in a big way. Like, coming back with this? Yeah, that was no... Because I remember... He left after Austin beat him, and it, and I remember like all the talk amongst me and my friends was just like, oh yeah, he's hurt or he's got like this injury and he can't come back from it. And then he came back, but like wasn't really wrestling. Yeah, it was kind of like foot in the water, like half in, half out. And he was here, and I was just like, oh, I guess like, I guess he's he's gonna wrestle. I always remember him having short hair, and I was just like, why does he have short hair? He can't wrestle if he has short hair. I was very confused. <laughs> I also was still very mad at Shawn Michaels because of the Montreal screw job, so I wanted death to Shawn Michaels. Didn't get it though, did you? No, I did not, unfortunately. I mean, I also wanted death to Triple H because he like lied to Brett's wife's face because you know he, you know, the click. But whatever. You're very bitter. Good for good for them, I guess. Oh, I'm not bitter. I don't hold any like <laughs> resentment. I just don't like. Them. I don't hold any resentment. I'm not upset whatsoever. That being said, if they were dying in a ditch, I'd let them. No, I'm just kidding. Dirty business. Dirty business. Um, biz. But yeah, he came back with a bang in this one. This it. was like a a real, oh shit, he's back type of thing. And when you've got one of the greatest wrestlers of all time in test on the card, you have to do something to kind of <laughs> overshadow that. And Shawn Michaels definitely didn't know. But yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it was cool to see Shawn do, I mean, he wasn't what he was before he left, but he had a very good second run that I don't think did was any sort of disservice to his career whatsoever. And this was the the real kickoff for it. It was a lot longer than um than I remember it being as well. Cause like, like if I was if somebody if somebody just said Wow. If somebody just said to me, Oh, you know, Shawn Michaels when he came back, I would have gone, oh, yeah, I think he did like three years or something like that. But it wasn't three years. I think it was like five, six. Oh, that's what I was gonna say. I was gonna say four or five, because it was WrestleMania fourteen was his last was the Mania against Austin, I think? 
Sounds about right. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, you are the guru of all things. I am. Uh, era. Yeah, with WrestleMania just 14. into that, yeah. It was WrestleMania 14, which was March 29th, 1998. Boom. So, yeah. So, yeah, roughly four years total. A little over, a little between, depending on how you want to bookmark it. It was significant enough to, yeah, to the point that I was questioning. I was like, damn, I guess, like, he can go. All right. I guess Shawn Michaels is back. This is cool. Yeah, it was a really good match. This is a good pay-per-view. Again, back when... Not, I don't. I don't want to be that guy to be like, oh, back when you know, and it was so much better. But it was like it really was. And this is this is a good example of SummerSlam meant something, and they didn't fuck around when it came to SummerSlam. No. No. Yeah. Even you mentioned it. Look at the whole rest of the card. Like Kurt Angle versus Rey Mysterio is like your opener. <laughs> That's fantastic. As opposed to I don't know. Um, Jinder Mahal versus Apollo Crews or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's not no. what it, yeah, it's not what it used to be. Not what it used to be. No. It's a shame. But, um, it's, well, I mean, we're going to go from SummerSlam 02 to, like, the, well, for me, the GOAT of, of, of wrestling pay-per-views. Um, United by Wrestling Podcast, at UTD by Wrestling on Twitter. Uh, their favorite pay-per-view, and I think this is shared among many a wrestling fan, is so. WrestleMania 17. X-Seven. Uh, X-Seven. Uh, it had the best Austin Rock match in his opinion, and they did a good job storytelling on almost every match. Uh, and let's just break down that card of every match. And it was a, it was a good card. You know, there was I think there was probably only like one dud. If that, uh, mm-hmm. we kick things off with Jericho and Regal for the IC title, uh, Taz and the APA with Jackie or Jacqueline, mm-hmm. uh, defeated right to censor classic, classic faction, right to censor. Um, Kane defeated, uh, Raven and big show for the hardcore title. Uh, Eddie Guerrero defeated our, our good man test. Uh, we had angle Benoit, China, ivory, I think that's when she came out with the the, the like the pyro gun. Um, Shane yeah. McMahon defeated Mister McMahon. Uh, well, I don't, I'm just reading that as it is. It feels really weird saying Mister McMahon defeated Vince <laughs> in a street fight. Mick Foley special guest referee. Linda was like a fake vegetable. Great stuff. Uh, the TLC match, of course. Uh, Edge and Christian Dudley Boys Hardys. Uh, the <laughs> the gimmick battle royal. Uh, take a Triple H, and then finally Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock. No DQ, WWF title. Great pay-per-view. Whoa, boy. The only thing that knocks this pay-per-view for me is I will always connect it with the invasion angle, which was horribly botched and screwed up by WWE because it had so much potential, and if they would have just let it simmer and wait a little bit, it could have been so much better in every way, shape, or form, but they did not do that. Um, that's the only knock on this pay-per-view for me, and obviously the highlights. The X, oh, yeah, I think a T- the TLC match is my favorite, and I don't think it's close, mainly because I'm still very upset to this day that Stone Cold. I love the two-man power trip, but Austin turning heel, like, broke my heart. Yeah, it's, you know, I mean. I, I was think- just like, no! Like, I yelled. <laughs> 
And it didn't really make any sense. No, it didn't. I know not, I know there's do. a lot of stuff in wrestling that doesn't make sense, but I don't know. It just didn't it just didn't make sense with everything that we and I guess that but that's also I guess like why you do it like, oh, because it's such a shock or whatever, but it just didn't make sense for anything that Austin had ever done with his character. And because even when he was a bad guy before he turned good guy, like he was still confident in himself and like not trusting anyone and doesn't want this and doesn't want that. And he just seemingly switched all of that for, I, I mean, I guess you could make the case like, oh, he did it. Cause you know, it was, you know, the rock was so great and he had to do it to overcome the rock, yada, yada. But I just didn't think it made sense. I didn't like it. And then heading into the invasion after that and everything, and you get the two man power trip, but there were just so many things that kind of went off the rails here for me. And I, oh, yeah, I will forever remember. Cause that was the big deal. That was the culmination. Rock and Austin, the two biggest dudes in wrestling across any company for the better part of, I don't know, like three years, two and a half at, at least. And this was oh man, they were going to fight each other. Like, this was the moment. You had an, um, an awesome entrance ramp and spectacle for Mania that they had set up. It felt like a big deal. They were at the uh, at the Reliant Astrodome in, in Houston. Uh, the Reliant Astrodome, I don't know why I said that weird. Um, <laughs> you, had, like, you had like a long entrance walkway. You had like an impressive ramp and set up, and it just felt like a big deal. You had the two biggest guys in wrestling going at it. This was... I mean, this was our our level of what we would be able in that era to be like, oh, like other people would be like, oh, you remember like Flair Steamboat or like Hogan Savage or even Hogan Warrior. And you could be like, oh, remember like Austin Rock, like just or Brett, Brett and Sean, like all those matches that defined an era. And this was ours. And it's the defining it should have been. I mean, I guess you still could say it is, but it should have been the defining moment of that era. And instead, it's just like. I mean, it's still good, but I feel like the match is more known for how it ended than what it, like, could have been. Yeah. Uh, I mean, well, I think we've talked about it before, you know, the the, yeah. uh, the disdain for, you know, the heel turn. Oh. Uh, so disappointed. I was shocked. This was, this was around the time I, I had, I had, I would always watch, I had a friend of mine who would always get the pay-per-views, and I would watch most of the shows with him. But then I also had some family that would get up for, like, WrestleMania every year. Um, But they were, like, a little older, so they, you know, they started to kind of be like, oh, wrestling's fake, but I was still young and naive and like, no, it's not! (laughs) Um, And for this one, I was with my family, uh, a decent amount of cousins and stuff like that, and, yeah, just... Oh, God, everybody was just like, what? I thought, like, Austin was a good guy. And I was like, he's supposed to be. I don't know why he's with Vince. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yeah, it was it was impactful on a, on a little Anthony. And I still don't – I mean, I get why they did it, but I still don't like it. Yeah, I think that's the, the general consensus. And I, you hated it, too, because you were a rock guy, and he – uh, he just uh, took advantage of your hero. The bastard. The bastard. shit out of him with that chair. He did. And didn't they also, didn't, wasn't there, 
the no disqualification stipulation was added as the show as like the main event happened or like as the show I'm started. I'm pretty like, sure it was revealed as the entrances were yes going ahead. And now, and now going back at it, like I feel like I should have been like, something's gonna happen, but I don't think I was paying attention at that point. I was just so geeked up for the meeting of these two. Plus I was also riding that high of the Undertaker Triple H match right before it was a good match. Um and then the TLC match like blew me away. I didn't have expectation. I mean, I did five. a little. It's amazing. Like it's, I, I had expectations based on what these three teams had done before. But then this being like the official TLC match, and then you had the spot with Rhino and Lita and just all the extracurriculars. And yeah, holy shit! Like I, <laughs> I was still on the come down from that match. In addition to. The, the, the Angle Benoit match was a good match, and oh, the there was just a lot on this card, and it was a good pay per view. It felt like this is this is one of those manias you point to when you're like, this is what WrestleMania should feel like. Yeah, like good. yeah, that's a very good way of looking at it. Yes. Yeah, like if you want someone to understand, like this is the spectacle. You want them to see like a an impressive and grand setup and entrance and stage and ambiance and energy and atmosphere, but then also see like results in the ring with a crowd that cares and is invested. This is the type of mania that you show them to be like, this is why WrestleMania is a big deal. And again, that's, I mean, it's probably going to be a theme as we, as we go through this, but it's, it's something that's been lost over the years. And because I don't know, I haven't felt, I haven't felt that excitement and just com- just unanimous anticipation. Like, that is just something that I can't really explain it because I've never really felt it with anything um, outside of wrestling before. Um, I think maybe the last one that I had this kind of feeling of, oh, my, like, this is a big deal. I'd, I'd be driving around. Like, every time I was in the car, it was, like, wrestling themes. I had, like, a WrestleMania fucking playlist. And, like, I was just completely just like, right, uh, so like, oh, this is, these are matches that are going on every single time. Like, they did the promo packages on weekly TV. Like, I'd have goosebumps and stuff. And the last time that happened was WrestleMania 31 for me. Um, and that was the first WrestleMania that we both got back into wrestling again. Well, WWE anyway. Mm-hmm. Um and I think that's why it was such a big deal because I was like, this is the first WrestleMania that I'm actually able to watch live since, I don't know, 2006, 2007. So I think maybe that fed into it a little bit. But since then, I honestly have n- I haven't had that feeling of, oh, it's WrestleMania. Like WrestleMania is like two months away. It's one month away because they'll always start doing that is, you know, X amount of days away. And yeah, I never really... Have, have felt that since 31 whereas back then every single year was like that's you know 17 18 19 yep. 20 20 like oh my god wrestlemania's coming wrestlemania's coming like yeah big, once 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 the rumble happened you were like oh man dude like it's almost wrestlemania time and then whoever won the rumble you were like oh my god he's gonna face like he's gonna face the champ in mania like oh my god like everything was it started connecting and it built and yeah i haven't felt that since i left wwe in like 2004-ish, 5-ish, something like that, whatever. Um, Yeah, I haven't felt that excitement for anything WWE-related. I have for other wrestling things. I have for uh, Ring of Honor and for Final Battle at Ring of Honor. I felt that. I feel that way every year for Wrestle Kingdom. 
um, and the G1 final and the G1. So it still exists for me. But, yeah, it's definitely something I miss. Like, that that buildup and that anticipation and that excitement for WrestleMania, it, it's a very unique thing, and it's something that I definitely, like, miss. And I don't think it has anything to do with um, – and I don't want to continue to be – that person or be that podcast as you mentioned earlier i don't want to keep being like oh you know back then or this is missing or this is bad but it's it's definitely something that i don't think it's because we're older that we're missing that connection i i genuinely think it's because of the product yeah and yeah yeah i'm not yeah i would go with that because it's the same with it's the same with nxt because takeovers had that like wrestlemania feel for me um, yep. which is good because we're about to go into that in a second. But, um, yeah, I, even TakeOvers now, I don't really have that excitement, which is... Thanks a lot, WWE. Ah, ah it hurts. It's painful. That's an episode that we're going to get into when we go down that road of what the hell happened to NXT. Yeah, we. I mean, we. I think we mentioned that the other week that we're going to get into that. Maybe in the next, uh, maybe in the next few weeks, we'll, mm. we'll take a deep dive into that. We do have something coming up next week, which is already, uh, which is already booked, in, which we will finish the episode on. So uh, stand by for that. Um, but uh, Zach from uh, Smark and Friends, friend of the <laughs> friend of the show. Um, by the way, I, I always harp on about this on social media. Like this guy has the best branding. Of, of a wrestling podcast that i know like it's it's unbelievable like the amount of effort this guy puts in is um is great and it oh god i have so much love for it anyway um his favorite is nxt r evolution that makes mm. me sound much younger than i am but that pay-per-view brought me back into wrestling plus it takes more to impress my old jaded ass mm. it's it's so crazy to think that this pay-per-view was in 2014. Six years ago? Yeah, December 11th, 2014. We're coming up on six years. Shabba. I know, right? That is disgusting. This is a good pay-per-view. <laughs> it's Opened a very up good with pay-per-view. Very good. Uh, Kevin Owens defeating CJ Parker in the opening match uh, after CJ Parker busted open Kevin Owens and broke his nose accidentally. You will know <laughs> CJ Parker... Currently, as Juice Robinson in New Japan, his career really took off after he left NXT. Um, then we get the Lucha Dragons versus the Villains for the NXT tag titles. We get Baron Corbin versus Ty Dillinger. Squash. And then, yeah, and then the card really picks up. We get Balor and Hideo Itami versus the Ascension. And then we get a champion, Charlotte facing Sasha Banks in a singles match for the NXT Women's Championship. And then we get the main event, Sami Zayn versus Adrian Neville for the NXT Championship in a title versus career match where had Sami Zayn lost, he would have voluntarily left NXT. And then, of course, we get the finish to that match. Mm -hmm. And what aftermath we have. Oh, it's glorious. It is glorious. Well, no, unfortunately. Uh, But for me, this is peak NXT. Like the, 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 this is well, maybe the, this maybe this was the or catalyst, the, the, the catalyst for yeah, yeah. Um, because I think this was I think this was actually the first takeover that I actually watched because I I think I was just just coming into NXT around this point because I I remember watching like the Sammy build for a little bit but I don't think I I tuned in to um, like I, oh it was it was a fatal four way for. 
the NXT title. Oh, like, like with um, Sammy, Breeze, Neville, and and Tyson Kidd? That's it, yeah. So I think that's around the time I started watching, but I didn't watch that takeover. So I think this was the first one that yes. I actually deep-dived into. And what a, <laughs> what a time to get into it. Zach as well, um, also uh, making this his, his um, entry back into wrestling as well, as he said. But oh, what a way to come back into this. And what a way to start off NXT for us. Yeah, it was. Yeesh. I... I got in with, um, I had known of NXT, but I wasn't like super into it or anything by any means. And then I knew Kevin Owens was making his debut, aka Kevin Steen from Ring of Honor. And I was like, all right, cool. I'll give this a shout out. And then I knew Sami Zayn was El Generico. And I was like, okay, cool. I'll give it a shot. And yeah, they, they hooked me as an indie fan and as a Ring of Honor fan, like seeing, Owens and Sammy hug and then seeing Owens attack him just like what they had done in Ring of Honor. I was like, oh my God, this is like a continuation of the feud. Like, this is fantastic for me. I'm hooked. And that was at the end of a good pay-per-view. The Sammy Zayn versus Neville match is really solid. If you want to see a genuinely pumped, popped crowd, you want to see... Sami Zayn versus Adrian Neville and see the finish to that match because the crowd jumps through the roof when Sami gets the win. You have Charlotte versus Sasha Banks before this whole women's wrestling evolution thing back when it was just like, these are just two awesome wrestlers and they're doing their thing before it was like a big deal to always see them going against each other. This is early peak, like Charlotte versus Sasha and just really putting on shows you get an awesome tag match where you get to see Baylor, uh, Balor and Atami, um, even though Atami's career didn't really work out because of injuries and bookings and different things. And yeah, it's a good card. They establish Owens well in the in, in the opener. They bring him back for the main and oh, the power bomb on the apron and oh, and we're off. Oh, good times. What a good pay per view. Oh yeah, and oh, yeah, I think I've spoken about it on. I think it was like earlier on in the year we did. Um, uh, fellow Project It's member, um, Justin from the Worst Wrestling Pod, we did some uh, NXT favorites between us, and that Kevin Owens attack is is right up there. Because mm. I, I, I didn't expect it, because I didn't. Re- I mean, I knew of Kevin Steen, but I didn't really know much about his feud with El Generico and all that kind of stuff. So I was just like, oh, you know, this is like a really cool moment, you know, like the. You know, he's, he's everyone's gone at this point. It's just, um, you know, Zayn and, and Owens in the ring, and they're showing this moment. And then, mm-hmm. oh, just out of nowhere, slams him onto the onto the ramp, and then boom, pow, it's oh, over. Glorious. And then this leads to their title match, where Owens basically incapacitates Sammy to the point that the ref has to stop the match and award Owens the winner. <sighs> And that's just a, that. I mean, we've we've talked about masterclasses of storytelling, but the whole, to be fair, the whole Sami Zayn story in NXT is a masterclass of storytelling. And then you throw the dynamic of of Kevin Owens in there as well, and it was, it was so, it was a realistic feud, and it wasn't really something that I'd really seen before because it was a case of Owens just like, look, I don't, you know, it's not really a massive knock on you, Sammy obviously a little bit of it is but not massively so because he's like i've got a family at home who i need to feed mm-hmm. you know and i was like oh well that's actually a good reason to be wanting to go for the nxt title rather than just a standard generic 
Yeah, reasoning. they gave him the whole prize fighter run, and he wanted like titles because he wants the money and the acclaim that comes with the title. And I was like, okay, that's fair. Yeah, um, but I like yeah, it. Great, great pay per view. It great annoys show. me that it's still our evolution. I'm like, stop trying to be creative and just call it revolution. <laughs> stop it. Well, you know, but other than that, like to be like that. So, of it, but it was good. This is yeah. This is similar for me. I was like, "What's all this NXT buzz?" And then I was like, "Okay, I'm in." Yeah, and I haven't looked back. I have not looked back. What a great, what a great NXT pay per view that was. Oh, Leaving. And there it goes. And there it goes. Uh, then we have going on. Oh, we're going. Oh, we're keeping into the NXT, um, mm, into the NXT yeah. pool. Uh, Finnegan, Jeremy. Uh, let me open your name on here because you've got a very long name. Uh, at Moxley Unhinged. And uh-huh. he has gone for NXT TakeOver Dallas. Good pick. Um, the build up for the Bala versus Samoa Joe fight was spectacular. Uh-huh. I remember this. For one reason and one reason only, and that is... Austin Aries and Baron Corbin. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> Sami Zayn mm. and Nakamura. Mm. That alone would give this arguably big the greatest and Yes, arguably the greatest NXT match of all time. I would, Yeah, I would agree. I, th- I can't remember if... Th- did this make my top five when we did our top five episode? I think it just missed yes. out, actually. Did it make my top I five? It. I thought it was your five. I thought it was your five or your three. It was in there. God, it's, my list changes all the time. I, I, I tend it's to forget tough. what's in there, but it's definitely up there. It's definitely top 10. Um, but le- so I mean, looking good. at the card, we had uh, American Alpha versus The Revival. I mean, that alone, Jesus, wow. Yeah. Um, Austin, <laughs> Austin Aries versus Baron Corbin. Yeah, okay. Nakamura, Sami Zayn. Oh, I mean, Chef's Kiss. There it is. First one of the episode. Asuka Bailey and then Finn Balor, Samoa Joe. What a, five what a freaking card. Quality over quantity. Five matches, like 25, 45, 50, about an hour and a half, two hours of just great wrestling. No fluff, no pomp and circumstance that's unrewarded. Just five matches, quality over quantity, storytelling, in-ring work, character build, Feud build, character launching, character debut, everything. The crowd was hot as hell for Nakamura and Zayn. That's where we get our, I think, our first NXT chant of Fight Forever. That match is fantastic. We get the Balor-Joe match. That would have been much better if they let the blood continue, but they stopped the match to tend to a bloody Samoa Joe. It would have been fantastic if they let that go on. We get Asuka beating Bailey and starting her run as NXT Women's Champ. And even as uh, I made a joke about it, but Aries versus Corbin is not a bad match. American Alpha and The Revival is a good match. Quality over quantity. At this time, NXT was giving us the anti-WWE, which again was no fluff. We didn't have nine matches and ten matches where like eight or nine of them were just garbage. You had quality over quantity. It was fantastic. It was continuing the lineage of every... You You did not want to miss a takeover at this time. You knew whatever takeover it was, especially one on WrestleMania weekend like this one was, you knew you were going to get a show and a half. I remember clearing my docket 
and making sure I was home in time on this Saturday night to see this pay-per-view because you weren't missing NXT TakeOver. And I didn't want to see it on, you know, repeat or watch it later. I wanted to see it live because I was pumped as hell and I knew it was going to be sick. And it was. And for me, it it overshadowed WrestleMania 32. Oh, without a doubt, and I don't think uh, that it's not. Yeah, it's not even. It's not even comparable. Which is ridiculous when you think that a five <laughs> yeah. match, one in a five match, one and a half hour pay per view could overshadow the grandest spectacle of them all. It's really saying something about both brands and both promotions. But we'll stay away from the negative light that that puts WWE and WrestleMania in. And instead, focus on the positivity of NXT and Takeover. Yeah, this match. I'm sorry this pay-per-view and these matches on this pay-per-view oh really just good build they hook you with the first two and once oh once you get nakamura and zane oh just yeah <laughs> and they'd, they, yeah they'd really perfected the formula as well for takeovers at this point so yes I which mean, is the quality they, over quantity formula yeah so they, they were well into their run of takeovers never never being bad yeah, literally, and again, ever <laughs> quality versus quantity was in the card, but it was also quality over quantity in terms of the pay per view. You didn't have one every month. You had one like it would be random. You'd have like one for Rumble weekend, one for Mania weekend, and then you'd have like two or three others scattered throughout the year. So you know when you had a takeover, it was a big deal. And this oh. was no, oh, this was no exception. Oh. oh, oh, good stuff. And I remember thinking like, oh, I wonder how like. Dallas is going to be for like a wrestling crowd, and they were a good crowd. Oh yeah, I mean NXT crowds, you know, just in general, uh, are usually you know pretty stand out. I know a lot of people have their complaints, you know, about the but the, I was worried. I was nature. worried. That, yeah, and that's fair. But I was, I was worried that you were going to get more of a mania crowd for this than you were an NXT crowd. That was my fear, and yeah, I, my fear was dissuaded and kicked in the face and thrown away on this pay-per-view oh glorious great paper glorious uh we're gonna uh, just have a uh we're gonna i'm not gonna obviously go around the uh around the boy on this one but uh podfather mags we do like mags at uh dej kirkby on twitter basic bitch that i am wrestlemania x7 the height of my fandom and stands up today for me as some of the best storytelling to come from wwf and yeah that's pretty that's pretty much what we um what we were talking about earlier you know this was the height of fandom for for me and for you and yeah like i I, I say i watch this like two times a year oh 17 yeah i'd say i I always make sure I, i watch it at least once but sometimes i'll always um i'll always go back to it around mania season because i don't I don't know. I try and create hype for myself. And yeah, again, you're chasing that nostalgia. Yeah, like you're always chasing the dragon. Um, and yeah, like this. Oh, I mean, I, I, I could talk about WrestleMania 17 for hours on end, but for 17 minutes. For 17 whole minutes. I'd be curious to see if I was 17 minutes that we talked about WrestleMania 17. Um, but yeah, storytelling, great, all that good stuff. Height of fandom. Yeah, I can relate. Good stuff. Second Love that it. notion. Love it. Um, Damo Craig um, at DBW Podcast um, has gone with uh, something a little bit different. He's gone for OTT WrestleRama free, um, mm. mainly because of. Um, I'm going to have to get this one up. Where is he? Where's his name? 
Terry Thatcher. There we go. Uh, mainly because of uh, Terry Thatcher and uh, Mark Haskins um, put on match of the night and probs match of the year in OTT, in his opinion. Now, we talked about this before we came on. You know, we're not... Um, you know, we don't really know much about OTT. We know we know of them. We know the promotion. Um, you know, if we, I if really we... know of them only because of Jordan Devlin and Volter. Yeah. Um, if we had the hallway wrestling guys on, um, fellow Project Dits um, podcasters from from that neck of the woods, they would be able to feed into this one a little bit more. But um, I think generally, the, the the opinions on OTT are you know are pretty positive. So. Um, if you have seen this, I'm sure it was a, a hell of a ride. But I don't know when it was. It was uh, 2019, last summer. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I think uh, Haskins and Thatcher, I was going to say, because I, I looked it up because I thought, ah, I am right. This is one where Valter defeats David Starr via the referee's decision. And Devlin defeats Guinness in the OTT World Championship match. That's a lot. This is—I have not seen this card, this pay-per-view. I've only seen the card, and I've heard things of it, but I've heard very, 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 very good things about it. That's yeah. Why well, that's why he's picked it. Fair enough. Jimmy Jimmy Havoc is on this card. Bandito is on this card. Darby Allen is on this card. Is he? Yes. Oh, nice. Zach Gibson, Sean Guinness. Yeah, this is a cool card. Hmm. We may have to uh, may have to go and delve into this. This is. I remember. I've seen clips of this on the old interwebs, and yeah, it gets a. Uh, oof. Yeah, it's a good card. Uh. Yeah, I might go check this out. But there you go. I mean, yeah, it does sound great. So I can see why. Damo has gone for that, but cheers, Damo, for that one. Um, I'm going to save this one for last because um, you can give us some depth to it. Uh, we're going to go with uh, Damian Miller at Damian underscore Miller on the Twitters. Uh, fellow Project It's member, part of the Worst Wrestling Podcast with Justin. Uh, he's gone for Wrestle Kingdom 9. Um, the first New Japan event he ever saw got me into a whole new style of wrestling and my new favorite promotion. Second best was probably Double or Nothing. Third is Mania 25 for the greatest match ever, HPK Taker. But we're going to focus on Wrestle Kingdom 9, and I'm going to pass... I'm going to pass you guys over to our analyst of uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. It's Anthony. Hello. Uh, Wrestle Kingdom 9. Never heard of it. <laughs> um... <laughs> my, um, this one has a special place in my heart this one took place on January 4th as it does every year uh, January 4th 2015 this was the first New Japan event I ever watched in my life ah so you can relate I most definitely can relate and I remember being blown away the second match is a four-way tag team match for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Titles. And it's Red Dragon, which is Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly, oh. uh, against the Forever Hooligans, Alex Kozlov and Rocky Romero. The Time Splitters, which is Alex Shelley and Kushida, and the Young Bucks, Matt and Nick Jackson. And I had never seen tag team wrestling like this. I was blown away. And from this moment, 
I was hooked. And we just get match after match. But the highlights are these really the the end. Like the from, from match like six on, we get Makabe versus Ishii for the Never Openweight Championship, which, which is just two dudes beating the shit out of each other as if they don't know that wrestling is scripted. We get uh, Kenny Omega against Taguchi for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight title. We get AJ Styles versus Naito. We get Shinsuke Nakamura against Kota Ibushi for the IWGP Intercontinental title. And then we get a main event of Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Kazuchika Okada for the IWGP Heavyweight title. Phenomenal pay-per-view. The main event goes for a half an hour. It's just... Oh, for, for it's a great pay per view, as every Wrestle Kingdom is. Like you're not going to be let down with Wrestle Kingdom in any way. Even if there was only one good match, that one good match is going to be amazing. But also, that scenario doesn't exist because there never is going to be only one good match. This pay per view is phenomenal, as every Wrestle Kingdom is, and it holds a special place in my heart because it really got me fully back into wrestling and. I got to thank my boy for putting me onto it. My boy, who I, uh, he was one of the groomsmen in my wedding. He and I went to San Francisco to see some New Japan. We went to Chicago to see AEW. Uh, and he has been gracious enough to introduce me to the world of New Japan and New Japan world. And without him, I don't know where my wrestling fandom would be today. And this one, yeah, Wrestle Kingdom 9 was the one that really got me into everything and I didn't know shit about the storylines I didn't know who Shinsuke Nakamura was I of course knew who AJ Styles was but but I didn't know who Naito was I didn't know Ibushi I didn't know Okada I knew Tana but not a ton I knew Kenny Omega um but there was so much Suzuki is on this card and I didn't know uh I didn't know so much and I saw this one pay-per-view and within the three hours of watching it I was like well I need to do everything I can to know everything about this promotion and all the people <laughs> who wrestle in it. And just looking at this card, I mean, I am still very much um, running the gimmick of noob Japan. Um, <laughs> always, you always get a little snicker out of that. I love it. I think it's so clever. It's so <laughs> funny. It's so apropos at the same time. It's so good. Um, just, lo- just looking at this card, I am, I'm actually probably going to go and watch that, uh, watch this this week because it has me very, very intrigued. I'm at the point now where I actually recognize names. Oh, nice. Within New Japan. So I'm just like, oh, that'll be good. That'll be, oh, that's going to be a good one. Oh, yeah, I recognize that. So I'm going to actually go and watch that uh, this week. We won't, we won't do an episode on it, but I will let you know, um, Anthony, what I, uh, what I think of it. Because, um, yeah, it looks really good. <laughs> it is very... I'm very... very I, I, I'm, as, as a big fan of tag team wrestling, that the opener... Um, Duh, it's I need so... I, into that. I saw this on... I saw it on Daily Motion. So I watched it. My boy was like, oh, you can see it on Daily Motion. Um, and so I couldn't see the whole card all the way through. I had to watch, like, each match was individually uploaded to Daily Motion. Oh. And so the first thing I clicked, well, I saw the match card um, online, and I was trying to follow it in order, but I couldn't find the Daily Motion clip of the Battle Royal. So the first thing I saw was the tag team match, and I was just awestruck at it i loved it and oh so good so good <laughs> so good chef's kiss. Chef's chef's kiss. that's the second one second one uh yeah very very good choice very good choice um but i've left 
not maybe not the best to last, but the the one that's gonna. I mean, I'm gonna have to hand over to you once again, um, for the most part, but only because you were there. Um, the hallway wrestling podcast shout out to uh, those boys, Rian and Kieran, fellow Project Dits members. Really, really hardworking guys. Really glad to have them on board. Um, at Hallway Graps Pod on Twitter. Um, they've gone for the first double or nothing because it was the first time that there was something new in wrestling for a long, long time, and it was class. Plus, it was the first pay-per-view I took notes on because we reviewed it on our first ever episode of the podcast on June the 9th, 2019. Mad. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, Anthony, you were there. I was there. I mean, you, we've talked about it before on the show, your kind of like live force, but, um, you know, just for the sake of, you know, kind of just building on that a little bit for, you know, the fact that that's their choice, being there in person, how was it? Amazing. Mm-hmm. I had... So I've give... seen the clips that you've you've shared. Um, yes, I have them on my yeah, phone. I good. tweet them every once in a while because they are fantastic. I went into this pay-per-view being extremely lucky. I, uh, the fiance and I, well, at the time, uh, my girlfriend, but she would later become my fiance and my wife now. Hey, fun fact. <laughs> we were already planning on going to Vegas, but we had booked for the week before. And then you had the press conference of Double or Nothing and all this stuff. And I remember saying to her, I was like, hey, like, could we switch it and go the week after so we could see this wrestling show? And she was like, yeah, sure. And I was like, oh, okay. I had never been to a wrestling show with anyone other than my boys. And she does not like wrestling. And she helped me be in the waiting room on multiple devices so we could secure tickets, which was a bitch and a half. She obviously waited with me, was at the show. Even she liked this show. And from an actual in-ring perspective and everything, it was the energy was awesome. You felt the energy just waiting in line, ready for the show to start. And then once you got in and saw everything, it was just, uh, to, to add on to the tweet, like, the excitement of having another wrestling game in town was part of what was such a big draw. Like to know that it wasn't just WWE, you had another thing. And for me personally, being a New Japan guy and a Ring of Honor guy, being so familiar with the elite and so many of the guys who competed on this card, I was even more excited and just what the possibilities were and what could happen. And this card delivered, it was exciting, it was fun. And that was even after they adjusted because the original plan was it was supposed to be Adam Page versus Pac for the AEW championship. And they had to scrap that based on conflicts that Pac had with Dragon Gate. Mm. So they redesigned everything. I was worried how that was going to go. Didn't matter. You had Cody Rhodes versus Dustin Rhodes in what was one of the greatest wrestling matches and storyline-driven things I've ever seen in wrestling ever, let alone live. Yep, you agree. It was awesome. I got to see blood. I got to see story. I got to see heart. And then I got to see more heart because Bret fucking Hart was there, my (laughs) favorite wrestler of all time, comes out of nowhere. They just announce it, and everybody's like, what? And then Bret Hart walks out and presents this gorgeous belt, and then the, the Young Bucks versus the Lucha Brothers was amazing. 
Kenny and Jericho was good enough. But of course, the while the in-ring work was great, and it was great pay-per-view, the highlight of the night was Dean Ambrose coming out, a.k.a. John Moxley. And I will never forget this moment for as long as I live. I can still remember the crowd reaction, the pop. I can still hear it. And I will still forever remember that... <laughs> uh, <laughs> My uh, my wife used to watch Total Divas, <laughs> and so she knew of Ambrose for being married to Renee Young, and so I'm paying it. I I was so enamored with this card and being there live. I forgot about all the rumors of like, oh, who's gonna show up or what's gonna happen and this and that. And so Jericho is giving his post match speech, and I'm just focused on the ring and I'm focused on Jericho. And I also have seats that are. Um, directly facing the ring, but also facing the entrance ramp. So that's my view. So Moxley comes from my right. So I'm just staring at the ramp and staring at Jericho in the ring. And I hear the cheers and I, I hear like kind of the excitement, but I don't look. And then my wife taps me and she points and she's like, isn't that Renee Young's husband? <laughs> and I turn and then see fucking Ambrose. And that is roughly the same time that everyone in the rest of the arena sees Ambrose. Oh, and he just comes out, and it's glorious, and it's amazing. And then he attacks Jericho, and he attacks Kenny, and him and Kenny brawl. And it was—it holds an extra special place in my heart because that was our first day. Um, it was the second time we'd been to Vegas, but it was our first day of that trip, and we were there for another four. And it was a great day. We had a great rest of the night and a great trip. And I could not stop talking about anything other than AEW. And even it was, it was good to the point that even my wife was like, oh, that seemed like really cool. And that seemed like fun. And she, like, if she wasn't going to enjoy it, she would say, like, that sucked. But she wouldn't, like, make it shitty for me. But she even enjoyed it. And there were matches and different spots where she was like, oh, that was impressive. And she even made a couple comments like, how come WWE doesn't do wrestling stuff like this? And I was like, I don't know. Good question. And it was a hell of a card, hell of a night. The energy was great. The atmosphere was great. It was it was one of the best times I've ever had at anything. And it was, uh, yeah, it was a great card. Now that I've given a whole lot of backstory for it, I guess probably too much. But <laughs> it was amazing. I get excited just thinking about it. Like that, man, their, like Moxley's debut and their first pay-per-view and everything that it led to and at AEW's launch. I know you had all in, but... That was like this was the like launch pay per view, the flagship show for AEW, and knowing that I got to be there live and see it, it it's a it's definitely a cherished memory for me. And it also helps that it was a good card and a good pay per view, and it wasn't like, well, that sucked. It was pretty good. Yeah, I, I can't really add anything more to that, to be honest with you. I mean, it's from <laughs> from the from the aid from an AEW obviously perspective because that's what we're talking about. Um. Yeah, I mean, I watched this the day after, so I didn't watch it live. And you know, you you already mentioned it. You know, Cody, uh, Cody, and uh, Dustin's match. Woo boy! Um, one of my favorite matches of the last five or ten years. Very, very, very good. Um, look, you know, we do, we talk about it all the time. We love we love story in matches, and this this had it in in bucket in loads, spades. in in buckets of blood loads. It's ridiculous, ridiculous. Um, but for me, as somebody who's tried to get into AEW a couple of times, and every time I do, I always end up pulling back out. You know, like nothing tops 
this pay-per-view for me because I watched mm. this from start to finish, enjoyed the hell out of it. It was very, very good. Yes. And I haven't really gone back to it since then because I feel like anything past that is is just not hitting those heights for me. I, d- I don't know what it is with AEW. I really don't because I know it's a good show. Because when mm. I, I and I say I, I've uh, you know whenever I watch it, I, re- I I think to myself like that was really good. I'll watch it next week, and then I don't. I don't. There's there's just something that stops me from watching it, even though I enjoy it. It's it's weird. I just can't quite put my finger on it. Uh, but no, Double or Nothing was was tremendous. What a way to introduce uh, a brand new wrestling promotion. Fantastic, and the fact that you were there live to see it great stuff and you had you know the obviously the personal side of it as well with you know your uh your now wife being alongside you for the ride and it says a lot that she enjoyed it that that meant a lot to me as well because i was definitely like we enjoyed the hell out of vegas the year before and i knew that like i was kind of hijacking that day because we flew in the night before and then with everything you're doing like you got to get there and then you wait in line and then you have the show and you got to get out of the arena and all that. Like I knew I was kind of hijacking the day and I definitely was like, Oh God, like I, 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 I just because of what it is, I was like, I feel like this is going to be a thing that I enjoy way more than she does. And I hope it's not like shitty and she's not just like, I having to be on her phone and be like, Oh God, when is this going to end? Or when is this going to be over? But the fact that it was good enough to the point that she was entertained to also enjoy different parts of it. I wasn't sitting there and expecting her to be like, you know, at, at attention watching every part of it being like, oh my God, look at that, like Poison Rana. Oh, what a move. But the fact that she was entertained enough to also enjoy it with me mm-hmm. is also a credit that uh, AEW deserves. And that makes that even better. Because I definitely would have felt bad if I was like, oh, remember <laughs> when we went to the Double or Nothing? And she was like, yeah, I was bored as shit for like four hours. And I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> My apologies. <laughs> no, very, very good. Very, very good. Um, but that, that's everybody. We've made it what? through our list. We now need to get through ours. Exactly. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cop out on this <gasps> one because my favorite has been talked about enough um, on this episode. WrestleMania 17, for me, is my favorite um, okay. wrestling pay-per-view of all time. And... Yeah, I, I've I've already said enough about it. Uh, if I had to throw a, a second in there, I, I, mean, I mean, it's so hard throwing a second in there, to be completely honest. But the one that jumped straight into my head is um, TakeOver Brooklyn, numero one. That kind of Sasha, sits, Sasha sits in my head. Bailey. Sasha Bailey, yeah. And then you have the ladder match between Balor and Owens, which was fantastic. Uh, <laughs> Josh and Thunder Liger, for Christ's sake. Um, against uh, Tyler Breeze was very good. Um, just, oh, just such a good, such a good pay per view. Even mm. some, oh, Samoa Joe and Baron Corbin as well. Um, Fair oh, enough. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Maybe not the best. It's obviously don't, it is a very, very widely um, acclaimed pay per view. But there's, I mean, yeah. there's so many great. NXT takeovers it's just really hard to have you know your standout yeah. one but that's the one that's the one that popped into my head when I was like I need an alternative to Wrestlemania 17 mm. so yeah that's what I'm going to go with but it's a good choice it's not definitive okay fair enough you know, very open fair enough so I hand it over to you 
Take us home I, with your favorite wrestling pay-per-view. I am torn. Especially with all the New Japan I've seen in final battles. But I'm going to go with the one that always gets me in the feels. My nostalgia days. My pay-per-view that I go to often to see, to enjoy, to relive. ECW Heat Wave 1998, highlighted for me by Masato Tanaka versus Mike Awesome in an amazing match. Is Rob this what you mentioned Dan- last week during draft that? Yeah, when I mentioned Mike Awesome. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. There you go. Full circle. Um, Masato Tanaka versus Mike Awesome. Rob Van Dam and Sabu versus Hayabusa and Jinsei Shinzaki for the ECW Tag Team Championships. Taz versus Bam Bam Bigelow in a Falls Count Anywhere match for the FTW Heavyweight Championship. An ending that is just awesome and launches this feud even further with Taz and the Triple Threat and Taz and Bam Bam. And then the main event street fight between Tommy Dreamer, the Sandman, and Spike Dudley versus the Dudleys, Bubba, Devon, and Big Dick Dudley. And with the whole crew... And Jack Victory comes out, and New Jack comes out. You also get Chris Candido on this card versus Lance Storm. You get Justin Credible versus Jerry Lynn. This is just a... When I really started to get into ECW, I was I, I was just enamored with it, and I loved the quality of wrestling combined with the realism and hardcore nature of it. And then as ECW started to go away... I started to collect the DVDs so I could be able to have things of it. This was one of the first I got, and it was one of the best purchases I've ever made in my life. Hmm. And it, if I was going purely off of in-ring things, there's probably a Wrestle Kingdom or a Dominion or something New Japan related that I would pick. Or maybe even, there's also some WWE pay-per-views that have a, a really solid place in my heart wrestlemania 10 you know to see bret hart be able to finally beat yokozuna being able to see the opening match of bret versus owen that's also the wrestlemania with the ladder match between Shawn michaels and razor ramon um there are certain pay-per-views that have awesome highlights and great matches and that hit me in the feels uh but ecw heat wave 98 is one that that's my answer for a lot of things, especially because it's easily accessible. Like, if someone's ever like, oh, I'm bored on Twitter. Like, if someone's like, I'm bored. What should I watch today as a wrestling fan? I'm like, ECW Heat Wave 98. And I love it. And it's tough, though. Like you said, it's tough to pick a favorite and go with different things. But this one is consistently a favorite for me, and that's the one I'm going to go with. Good pick. A bit Appreciate different it. as well. A bit different as well. I like it. Appreciate it. I like that. Thank you. I like it. Um, there you go, guys. Another fan engagement in the bag, and you know, as always, a big thank you to everybody who uh, who commented, and of course, you know, you're all going to get your shout outs on the old Twitter machine. Uh, we will do another one of these in uh, the next couple of weeks. Uh, obviously, I'm going away very, very soon uh, for a little bit, so uh, maybe when we get back, we'll do a <laughs> we'll do a we'll do a fan engagement episode because um, they're, they're very easy to, to to do because you essentially do all the hard work, and we just talk about what you've just said so yeah, it's, it's, e- it's easy it's easy it's easy yeah. content um but on the subject of pay-per-views uh-oh. uh next week uh-oh. on the show we are i mean we we brought back draft that last week uh-huh. and it has done very very well 
So we're going to bring back another series that has laid dormant since May, I think it was. When was Backlash? I think it was May. May? I was saying May or... Could be yeah, because it's, be it's after Mania. Yeah, so May. May, June, one or the other. Don't know. July. Um, anyway, the worst pay-per-view ever series is coming back next week for Hell in a Cell. Oh baby. So Oh baby, oh baby. Oh baby, oh, oh baby, oh. Um so it's going to be the same stuff. We're going to going to release it on uh on YouTube as a, a a premiere thing alongside the WWE's actual pre-show. Um and then obviously the the audio will be available on the standard release date for the Dow Pod. But you know, standard stuff. It is a pre-show experience. Uh Anthony and I will uh come up with the most batshit crazy card that we can think of the worst card possible yes we've already discussed it um before we start recording today it's theme based (laughs) it's it's so bad it is on theme i I honestly i I honestly don't know if people get a kick out, I, I think at this point it's just us popping ourselves rather than it other is. people <laughs> enjoying it. <laughs> uh, I feel but, like people here are like, look at these two fucking idiots. <laughs> um, but that's what's coming up next week. So uh, you have that to look forward to. Um, I'm going to try and get a promo video out in the next couple of days. Um, if it hasn't already gone out by the time this releases, um, we'll, we'll see. But um, yeah, I'm looking forward to this one. Completely Excited. improvised, by the way. I think yes, pe- I think a lot of people forget no. that there is literally the only script we have is the card that we put together. That is it. Correct. We don't know what each other's going to say or anything like that. It's it's improvised. We have a loose a loose structure in terms of like, okay, this is going to be the match card, but we improvise most of it. That's part of the fun and enjoyment for us, and we hope also the fun and enjoyment for you. <laughs> Ah, oh, yeah. I'm really looking forward to doing this. It's been a it's I'm been too excited. long. It's been too long. It's been too long. Too long. Too long. Too long. But that's what we got next week. Um, but apart from that, guys, thank you very much for checking out today's episode. Don't forget, you can use that promo code DITS with uh, with the Super Kicks guys. Um, just enter it on your um, on your checkout and bag yourself ten percent off over mm-hmm. on SuperKicks.com. And uh, yeah, obviously you can get Anthony on disguise coverage every week. You can find me on on Twitch and YouTube's and on Twitter, all that good stuff. Um, but Anthony, as is always tradition on this show, now you get to say a very thoughtful goodbye, as you always do every single week. The mic is yours. <laughs>